Hello, everybody. It's Marcy from wavesofcommunication.com. The information I provide is designed to equip and empower parents and caregivers to take at least one conscious, focused, positive action today toward helping your child shift from nonverbal communication into unprompted spoken language. There's no time like now to make the necessary changes you need to see the success that you want for the late talker in your life. So let's get started. Hello, everybody. It's Marcy from wavesofcommunication.com. I am here with a language facilitator grandma who is named B, and B contacted me because she has a very common situation that happens with other parents and grandparents that are on my platforms. Welcome, B, to Waves of Communication, and please tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. It's not just your grandson who is a late talker, you also have a late talking son. Back way before anybody knew about the Einstein syndrome, um, I had a, three children and, you know, an early talker, an average talker, and then my son was last and he was a late talker. And at the time I didn't realize that, you know, I knew he was talking late, but didn't think much about it. Not too much of anything else was coming out of his mouth. And uh, every once in a while, occasionally a word. And then he was watching Pepe Le Pew cartoon and, uh, you know, all of a sudden he repeated the whole soliloquy to the cartoon to me. This is from a kid that hasn't even said more than a few words, you know. Right. And so I was excited about it. When he said that, just mean to cut you off, he meant it about you. Like he was really expressing his love. You could feel that he was really yeah. expressing his love with that statement. He wasn't just saying it because a lot of parents are going to say, well, he just liked that part of the cartoon. But you're telling me that he was using that Pepe Le Pew phrase that he has memorized to express his love and devotion to you, his mommy, right? Yeah. Yeah, because right after that, he didn't keep um, saying the quote um, or even uh, parroting cartoon quotes. You know, he started talking not only in phrases, but full sentences, functional language. Wow. That had that. Um, I don't know where he got it from because I, I don't remember hearing him practice any of it. You know, and about what age could just was do this? it. That it, that it popped out, that it, he hit this transformation. What age was that? Um, I believe that it was between three and four, but he thinks it was more cl closer to five before he wow. uh, before wow. he came out. And, um, and then he's asking me all these questions that are like scientific questions that I'm like, he's not even in kindergarten. What, what the heck is this? You know, how do I answer this? <laughs> and, uh, so I didn't know about the Einstein syndrome. And then, you know, here it is 44 years later. And all of a sudden I have a grandson. And the first thing that happened was when he came, you know, I was noticing that he was like really interested in how a toy worked, trying to figure out how it worked when he's like six months old, you know, and I'm like, this, this is different, you know? And then, um, 
they came to live with me during the pandemic and we had to leave the toys behind because they kind of left in a hurry to come here. And um, so I gave them my digital synthesizer, which is a full keyboard, electronic keyboard. And I turned it on. I didn't do a thing, but turn it on. And he was over there with the buttons. And and it wasn't like he spent hours sitting at the synthesizer or anything, you know, but he could link songs together. He could play demos. He could mess with the, um, uh, how fast or slow the song goes, the tempo button. Um, And he finally uh, figured out that he, he, you know, he found the demos, uh, the DJ sounds, the weird sci-fi sounds. And then he found the DJ demos, which were like five of them. And he even knew which of the five that he could select at any given time, you know, to play. Uh, And, you know, so he, he had control. So he would use this to either just get music up that he liked and play, or he'd want to dance with me with the music. And we do the, like what I call the, the five rhythms. As we yeah. did a cha-cha and the box step and, you know, everything dancing. But I mean, it was the fact that he could control this thing. He knows how to do things on that thing that I don't know how to do. Yeah. <laughs> well, and a lot of parents will say that, you know, these little guys, and we're talking about a 28 month old. So just over two, not even yet three years old, your grandson, right? And and at this stage, again, a lot of parents will tell you that their children can learn to use devices, phones, you know, educational videos. You were saying that he can also use a tablet to access the videos he wants and things like that. So we get that he is um, not really using words. How is he communicating otherwise? We can see that he's learning quickly on his own, but let's talk a little bit about spoken language. What, how is he communicating, you know, for sure when he was staying with you, and now I know he comes and stays with you a couple days a week. How does he let you know what he wants now? It's all nonverbal in different forms. He's very, um, variety for it too. Okay. It's not just yeah, one so thing. It's kind of his own so, language. So give me a few examples of the kinds of things he uses. He points. Okay. He either points at what he wants. And I can even say, um, use your finger point to what you want. And he does that. Okay. Or he grabs my finger and drags me across the room to the book or whatever and puts me down, it puts the finger down on that. So he makes you point to things. So that's one of those things. I'm just going to stop you right now. That's what you have taught each other, right? And this is actually be one of the reasons that he's nonverbal is because he has the point method and it works just fine. And it's, and it's his <laughs> method that he uses to communicate with you. You understand it perfectly. And then when you communicate, when, when you communicate with him, you tell him, in fact, to use the point method, please, to tell me what you want. And, and he responds to it. So I'm just going to let you know that the point method is something that you taught him, okay? And he got good yes. at it. 
so good at it. (laughs) So the strategy that you need to incorporate (laughs) now is understand that if he's not going to switch out of the point method until you show him something better. So you need to stop saying, let's use the point method. You need to say, I know you want something. I know you want a snack. The snacks are in the closet. There are cookies and, you know, these other things that are here available for you. And then I have ways that I talk about in the book about using choices or non-choices. Just because as soon as you say, what do you want? is an open-ended question, not show me what you want. But what do you want? Because that's what you would say to any child, right? What do you want? You look like you're hungry. You're here in the kitchen. You're obviously tummy. Your tummy is needing food right now. And see how I'm talking about his reality, right? You know this reality because he shows up in the kitchen and your grandma and you're just assuming he wants food. So that whole part of this process where you're saying, show me, you know, you've missed some language facilitation opportunity where talking about what he wants. You want a snack. You want grandma to give you a snack. This is the snack that's available now. And when he gets excited, when you show him the snack, you say, ah, this is the snack you want. Here is the snack. Because remember, These are the words that you want him to use, right? And I'm suspecting that there's a lot of this guessing and anticipating we know what he wants because he clearly shows us. He shows us. And so now it's important, especially right now, if you're going to switch it out, that you learn to teach the words that go with those requests. All right. Now, That's just a basic strategy that we're going to get started with. But the reality of the situation is you're not with this little guy all the time. Other people are. And the whole point of you getting on this um, podcast today is a different situation. Why don't you tell me what's going on at home with their situation right now? Because we figured out easy when he's with you, you can switch this pretty easy. But he's not with you all the time. So tell me what's going on. I have no idea, actually. I just know that when they they were living with me for a year, that um, she was trying to teach him Japanese. And it's so different than English. And I didn't realize how different it was, that he was really getting confused. I think that was a lot of what made him think it was beginning to be too hard to talk. So now she's switched to English, and she's very good at English. You know, she, she can speak it fluently. So... Um, they spent a oh, are few you, weeks. Is she from, is she originally from Japan? Yes. The mom? Okay. Yes. So that is something important for everybody to know, because in fact, a lot of the people who are watching and listening to my podcast, they are bilingual. Their families are bilingual. So it, this is why this Japanese mom was teaching him to speak Japanese. And then they were living in an English speaking household and she was the only one facilitating Japanese. All right, so that was happening in the meantime. I didn't know about that piece before, but something more recent and more concerning to you has happened with regards to what the parents have planned. And that's what I wanted to talk a little bit about. Okay, okay, so, 
she's been doing the English with them for a few weeks. She, she has been telling people and getting help uh, to try to get him diagnosed with autism. Uh, and uh, she uh, has, she wants to put him in 20 hours a week of therapy uh, spread out between the daycare center, me and her. Right. Uh, and um, she's in the process of trying to get that worked out. And uh, she said that in July, he scored 13 on the ADOS 2 uh, with a moderate, a mild to moderate chance of developing autism, but not yeah. necessarily that he has it. Right. Uh, but, but she's going for a full diagnosis, professional diagnosis of autism in January. So we have between now and January to get him showing that he's not as, as, um, as limited as, as she's saying he is because right. she's saying he's, there's no, there's no, uh, nonverbal thing going on. There's, there's no basic, he's not paying attention to her. He doesn't know her name. Um, there's basically not a, much communication at all happening. He doesn't know what she's saying. He's, you know, he ignores right. her. Yeah. Okay. So as a result of, so let me ask quickly, while they were staying with you, was he resisting her and you or anybody else when they were trying to get him to do things, you know, eat or do things is, you know, yes. I, I we, yeah. Yes. Yes. What happened is uh, she got frustrated with, uh, she was, she was, um, she was grazing him instead of feeding him normally. Like I was when I had him, when okay. she was home, she was grazing him. And then um, she was uh, trying to get him to chew food that he didn't have the teeth for yet. Okay. And um, so she was having trouble with a, with that. And, so you know, we was, worked with her on that. Introducing, you know, she was introducing new foods. When you said she was grazing, yeah. um, that was she, when he was expressing hunger, she was feeding him or she was no, intentionally no, no. feeding him? No, she... What she think that what she was doing was she was feeding him when she was hungry. Oh, um, uh, what she eats and oh, what I she see. likes. So in addition and to the didn't meal, care where he was coming from. I see. And and could it been could it have been perhaps she was introducing him to Japanese foods? You know, maybe that you were eating regular meals and she was at a meal introducing different textures or Japanese kinds of things that weren't familiar in his regular diet, and she was doing that in between meals. Is that what you're saying was happening? No, at, at the meal time, she would just you know whatever she was eating, she. would when she ate, she'd try to get him to eat it. And he wasn't always hungry. I yet, see. Or didn't like what she was giving him. So then she got um, impatient with him and started holding him down and trying to force feed him. Okay. And, and, and what was his reaction to that? He was screaming. Yeah. And, and, so and she was trying to force a spoon in his mouth while he's screaming of yeah. food. Right. And so did she stop doing that when he was screaming? You know, did she kind of give up on it after a little while because no. it just obviously no. wasn't working? 
she would, I had to intervene finally. I mean, I, I would come in and she'd stop. And I'd say, what are you doing? You know, um, and this happened several times. And finally, I just took the bowl away from her, <laughs> you know, and, you know, that was like, she, she got really mad about that. Yeah, right. But she so wasn't I, stopping that it. Yeah, that situation, it, it seems like, and you know, what we're, what we're just identifying is going on here is there's a difference in teaching modalities. You know, you were talking about how you're letting him explore this expensive piece of electronic equipment, this two-year-old, and push buttons randomly on it and, and really explore it in its own way. And here, his mother is a different kind of teacher. She's Japanese. She's, um, so again, think about her background is might be different than your background and how she was taught things by her mother is different than how you allowed your very inquisitive son to explore on his own. Obviously, he learned a lot of things during that period of time he was nonverbal. And you're allowing your grandson to do the same thing. And while it might seem right, we have an issue here. This little boy's mom has a different mindset than you do. And probably yes. even than her son does because if he's screaming in response then it's not going to be something that you are going to fix because we're talking about her mindset right now how do we help people in our lives change their mind when they're doing things that clearly are not working. Now, this isn't just, obviously, it's a difference in mindset and a difference in opinion. You can say, you look at this situation from one or the other. As the Asian mother who says, I know what works. I know what I taught my kids. I know this is how they learned. And I'm sure that his mother, her mother, taught her in that way. When she didn't want to do something, she wasn't allowed to give up and try again later or maybe take second chance. There was, or when she's hungry. No, you're going to try it now when I'm ready on my schedule because it's more efficient. It helps me. I can get more done in my life. And remember, her mom is busy. The mom is busy. She's working. She's doing her own thing. She's got her mm -hmm. a lot going on. And so in her mind, her caring for her child is another one of those things that she has to get done. And she treats it in the same way that she does the other things she does very efficiently. Keep her house and work her job. And that's her mindset, right? And again, right, exactly. your son married her. He married her. He loves her. He had a baby with her. This is your grandson, right? And you want to love them all. And the reality is we want to love them all. And we want them all to be successful but what we do know and what this mom isn't telling you is that she's not feeling successful because she's been to early intervention and she's been trying to teach Japanese and she's been trying to force feed and she's been trying 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 to do many many things and none of them have stuck because yes. none of them have worked none of them have been conscious none of them have been from her heart and the most recent thing she decided to do was take somebody up on the offer of don't worry we'll take care of it for you we'll help your kid in fact I saw the 
website from the, the clinic that she's involved with now. And it is an ABA clinic that will yeah. insert kids into therapy even before they are diagnosed with autism or even any kind of syndrome or need for this intensive therapy. They'll do it based on these pre-scores. It might be autism. It could evolve into autism. And remember, that score came from your daughter-in-law's interview. It's That's the only thing that comes from is her interview. So remember, her mindset went into the situation that caused these people to believe what is true about your grandson. Now, the truth, like you said, when we get back to what are we going to do about it, you're right. What we have to do is we have to let him teach him, equip him, and empower him to pass the tests that this <laughs> yeah. test reward is going to happen because his mom is signing him up for tests. And that's what somebody who gets things done and proves they're right or wrong or whatever. But again, under it all, everybody wants the grandson to be successful. Mom has one mindset of way to go about it. Grandma has another mindset about a way to go about it. And as a coach, I would work with this family together because we can't say you're wrong, either one of you. Because that's what's going on right now is everybody's saying you're wrong and you've got to change and everybody's firm. Both sides of the story are firm, right? This is what's going on in your situation. And and it's breaking down your family because you're not going to buy in 100% to the one end and they're not going to buy in 100% to the other end. But what the universe did for you be is what's interesting about these very early integration of a 20 hour a week program is it doesn't all happen in the same place because those kids aren't at one place during the nine to five schedule every day. Your kiddo is not at daycare five days a week. He some days at grandma's and some days at home and some days at daycare. And that's good because now he's got, remember the people who are in charge now is not his mom. She gave it up. She in the fix my kid mindset, she signed up for something because they said, we'll take this burden away from you. All this trying, trying, trying. We're going to be the thing that you're going to do. Stop trying your other stuff. We're going to tell you what to do. Now, ABA is going to have a playbook. They're going to come in with their playbook of what they want to do. <laughs> but the idea is of integrative because this clinic talks about doing this in, in the natural environment, ABA. You have the opportunity, B, to get this whole system on the right track because the mom's not going to listen to you. But this ABA person will because when they see the situation from your perspective, as long as you don't fight with them, because if they come and they say, we're going to do blah, 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 and you say no, nah, nah, then you'll fight. But <laughs> you have the opportunity, the unique opportunity to show this ABA person what you have been able to facilitate with this grandchild outside of the clinic, outside of the mom even, right? Because when you show them the reality 
because these artificial, they come and set it up and they come and do and they do these things and they're, they're going to set up the situation and will he imitate me? It's the force feeding situation when he's resistant to that. And you say, mm -hmm. will you let me try it? Can you, can I give you my perspective, please? Just listen to me. Don't say that's wrong. They're wrong. She did. They did. You can't go about it that way. We are a team. And remember in your mindset, it's all about the grandbaby. It's all about Theo here. We all want to be on a team to help him. So you get that ABA lady or gentleman who works with you on the team of Theo. And then what will happen is they'll say to the mom when they go spend time at the mom's house, you know, they won't say grandma does X, Y, Z. They won't because they know that's not going to work because I'll tell you what, mom has given them an earful about you just like you would potentially give them an earful about her. We know it's happening. We know yeah. it's happening. And you yeah. are the one, B. That's why you're talking to me. That's why the universe wants us <laughs> talking. You're the one who can get the team together because she's yeah. trying to dump you off the team. She's trying to dump everybody and don't let them do it. And this particular agency I read on their website is all about integrative ABA. So they can't not listen to you. They can't not listen to you. And then when you show them what to do, they'll say, you know, when he's with his grandma, because when he's at daycare, it's the same situation when he's with grandma. And they'll say when he's at his grandma's, she's able to get him to eat when she does this. She's able to get him to nap when she does this. She's able to get him to do this when he does this. Let's try that behavior strategy here. Let's try that here. And then it, it, she'll say it's working at grandma's and she'll th she'll take credit for it. The ABA lady will take credit for it, which is fine, which is fine, because, again, mindset shift isn't going to happen when you're on the opposing team. But she hired that lady. So she's already on her team. And you're just like, look, you're just trying to get on the team in the backdoor way because she created it. It's the ABA team. You're like, all right, whatever. We'll call it whatever. Because don't say, no, it's not good or it's bad or you did wrong. Because as soon as you start saying no, don't and stop, think about your grandson. As soon as you start doing that, he runs mm -hmm. away. He runs away. And, and everybody who is opposing you will immediately stop listening to you as soon as you say that what they're doing is wrong or they're mistaken, or they've been misled, or that somebody told them the wrong thing. They've got to figure it out for themselves, right? So again, what you're going to do, and then the other thing you're going to do is you're going to buy my book, okay? I got it here. Yeah, so I'm getting it Monday. You're going to buy my book, and you're going to go through the process of learning how to reach and teach because you are guessing and anticipating needs and giving him way too much and using your grandma telepathy too much <laughs> with this grandbaby, just like you did with your other late-talking son. He's and got me trained great, just like true. you talked about on your uh, training this video that... He's got me wrapped right around his finger. He's two steps ahead of me. <laughs> it's true. And you know what? Your son was the same way. When we talk about these super brilliant kids, because we're not talking about a kiddo who has even been diagnosed with autism. We're talking about a kiddo who can't, who can't pass tests because he's not showing up, because he's too busy thinking three steps ahead, you know, <laughs> like you said, of this lady saying, touch your nose. And he's like, why? 
you know, yeah. he's yeah, really exactly. thinking that far ahead. He's not about, I'm going to do what you say because it's fun. If you explain to me, I need you to do what I say because it's fun, then he will, then he will. And you'll show the ABA lady that it doesn't require force feeding. And then the other thing is they're going to want you to take away his favorite things. Don't let him do that. Don't let him have to work for things, okay? That you remind them that he does just fine listening to me without a bribe. All I have to do is make it fun. And you know what makes it fun. So let's, instead of doing this hard job, because he's only two and we're not needing to learn ABCs and numbers and, you know, we're not hardcore learning at this point. We're just getting him to listen and play together and do what I do and learn to pretend play. So grandma, you got to get tea party, get your kitchen set out and start pretend playing. Get Make one out of the stuff in your drawer. Every grandma has one, right? Do that. Play teddy bear picnic. Pretend play. Let him cook with you. Let him make his own chocolate milk. Let him make his own stuff. These processes in the everyday lives. Teach him how to do chores and do a load of laundry with you. All of those kinds of things are going to show him. And then when you show him how to do things and give him responsibility to be a big boy and raise him to be a man instead of the baby that everybody takes care of, right? Then he will learn to to do it and then you can tell his mom that we can teach him Japanese just as easy as we can teach him English but he's got to be in a spoken language modality first and in the book there is a chapter about teaching bilingual there's also videos about it so it is important that he learns Japanese it is important because that's his mother tongue that's his mommy's language mm -hmm. and he can learn it at the same time he's learning English once he becomes a spoken language user because but right now he's a pointy language user that's his language this one the one with two fingers you know even your two fingers mm -hmm. that's his current language and so think about if you were living in a new country right japanese mama English is her second language. When she's thinking her deepest thoughts, she's thinking in Japanese and it's going to come out in Japanese, whether she likes it or not. It's going to be important. She wants her son to eat Japanese food. She wants her son to learn Japanese culture because it is in her heart. And you have mm -hmm. to embrace that. Embrace it. That will help you win her over. Start doing Japanese stuff with your little guy. Introduce Japanese song, Japanese dance because he likes song and dance. Introduce Japanese flavors in the food that you cook. Help her with that texture thing and those kinds of things because you know how to introduce something new in a fun way. You know how to do that. So you got to help her. Don't fight against her. The whole idea here is about joining together as a team. Does this make sense to you, Miss B? Yes, it, yes, does. it does. All right. So tell me and, how you're feeling now. How are you feeling now about the process and what you're going to do? I feel like I have more hope and, and that I'm not a, an island among alone, uh, just uh, doing these things and nothing's happening. Uh, well, it's happening, but like uh, I, I w he's like a runaway freight train with knowledge, you know, He's yeah. constantly, um, first it was 
count to 10, then it was count to 20, then it was count to 30. Now it's count to 100. Now it's do the times table for five, count by 11s yeah. and 10s. And, the thing and is, I'm whenever, like, he, whenever he's directing you to do <laughs> these things, right? He's using you like an iPad, Grandma. He's using you like an iPad. So, and that's probably why other people were like, look, when he requests these things, because I've got another mom, he, she's got another kiddo, and it's about physics for him. He wants to spin things. Everybody thinks he's autistic because he wants to spin things, but no, he's literally calibrating how fast they're spinning, if they stand up, if they're doing whatever. I mean, these kids are thinking, <laughs> you're right, with parts of their brain that we don't even understand some of us. They're a whole new breed of kiddo, but you know because you raised one in his dad. And I think, like I said, that's the other thing. Think about his dad's perspective and what he wants to bring and what he really wants to develop in the grandson too. And again, when dad starts to see, when mom and dad start to see the things that they are lacking, even just little things like responding to names. There's videos on my YouTube channel. I guess if you're on the podcast, you can't see it anyway, so I better explain it. So on the YouTube channel, there's a little magnifying glass. If you're on a desktop or a laptop, go to the magnifying glass and literally type in eating or books or, you know, outside or words that come to your mind as keywords and you're going to find videos on the channel a number of them that will be either right on topic or related close to it look through the playlists because there is enough information here to help you learn there and the book especially if you've got him for that period of time and then what you do is on the times that he's not in therapy or before it starts or whatever you start to get a little routine with him going when we do our all those other things I was just telling you about cooking and pretend play and those kinds of things and then this time that the therapist comes you show off all that stuff you've been teaching him when she comes and you show her look what we're playing look what we're doing look what we're developing and when you show her how he's developing she's going to say "Ooh, that's a good idea and she's going to take it to the daycare and then she's going to take it home and she's going to take it somewhere else and that's how it's working for other families in my program they've got these aba people even who were hardcore whatever but when the parents or caregivers show them literally say walk Watch me while we play with Tea Party and watch how I facilitate it by providing more, not pulling out, but providing more. And you'll see how engaged he is, how much he's listening. And then if you keep doing it over time, especially like you said, if he's been listening and following as much as you say, you do this for two or three weeks. Just on those couple of days that you got him, he's going to be, I can't wait. I can't wait because it's he wants more than just pushing buttons on synthesizer grandma he wants more he wants pretend play he wants to see what the characters say and how do you do it and thank you mrs so-and-so and i'll have more please and oh it's hot and all that stuff he needs all of that demonstration because remember at home he's not getting it 
He's getting put you on the video or put you on the educational game because on the educational game, he's saying he's quiet. He's, you know, not throwing a fit. He's learning. They're like, oh, look how much he's learning and, you know, all of that stuff. So you replace all those. You don't need to do any video games. Any You don't even have any tablet time at all with him at your house. Your house is full of pre the stuff that you did with your son before you had an iPad. You get the right toys. You get trucks. You dig in the dirt. You, you know, that stuff. And that's yeah, how you're going to yeah. do it. Yeah. And that's how you're going to show everybody. This is all you got to do. This is all you got to do. When we do this, it works. And they're going to say, look, they're going to say, look how calm he is. Look how little he goes off. And if you do the same repetitive stuff every time you see him, those words will come. They will start to pop out. They'll start just like they did with your son, where it'll be so-and-so, whatever. But it won't be random and only once in a while if it's something that it's important for him. Then he'll learn it from you, and he'll use it with his mom, and he'll use it with his dad, and he'll use it with his daycare, and he'll use it with everybody else because it works, because it's speech. And everybody understands words, but not everybody understands the point game. <laughs> And that's yeah, how it's going to work for everybody. And like you said, if you do this now, we're talking about October, beginning of October, by the time this evaluation comes in January, there's nobody who could diagnose him because he's too smart and he's using spoken language. But somebody's got to facilitate that language between now and then. And you're the one. You're the one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thank so you that's so much. Where we are. It's my pleasure. I'm glad that you're feeling more hopeful. I'm glad that you've got some strategies to use now. Thank you for joining me and sharing this story with everybody. And um, yeah, be sure to keep following the platform and join me on live Q&As and let me know how it goes, okay? Thank you. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Bye for now. Bye. Thanks everybody for tuning in today. I hope this content has inspired you to create your own positive language facilitation action plan for this week. There are tons of resources across our Waves of Communication platform, free videos on our YouTube channel, a daily blog on Facebook with opportunities for live Q&A, my book, If It Isn't Fun, It Isn't Fun, available on Amazon, and my coaching programs, including a free 90-minute introductory class. Learn about everything we do for language facilitators on our website, wavesofcommunication.com.